big. And they almost smell. <laughs> they look like they have a nice aroma. <laughs> oh boy, this first canto has seen better days. Wow. Well used, I guess. Hare Krishna. Okay. Nama Om Padaya. Krishna Pristaya Bhutale Shimate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatyade Shatarine Vancha Kalpatruvyascha Kripa Sindhubya Evacha Patitanam Pavane Vyo Vaishnave Vyo Namo Nama He Krishna Karana Sindhu Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namo Sute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishavanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasari Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narottamam Deving Sarasvating Vyasam Tato Jayamodirayet Nashta Prayeshava Vadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhakti Bhavati Naishtiki we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, I've chosen a verse from First Canto uh, because it's actually a glorification of Bhagavad Gita. And today we are observing Gita Jayanti, the day of um, Bhagavad Gita's appearance. Um, we are told it was on this day 
many moons ago uh, that Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna. In this verse, uh, Arjuna is remembering that conversation sometime later. So this is Canto 1, Chapter 15, the Pandavas retired timely. Verse 27, um, some of you won't be able to see the board. I don't know if we turn it slightly in this way, the board. Yeah, that, can everyone see? More or less. All right, here we are. Desha kalarta yuktani. Desha kalarta yuktani. Desha pashamani cha. Ritapo pashamani cha. Haranti smaratas chittam. Haranti smaratas chittam. Haranti smaratas Govinda bihitani me. Govinda bihitani me. Desha kalarta yuktani. Rita popa shamanicha. Haranti smaratas chittam. Govinda bihitani me. Others? Ladies. <laughs> Desha kalata yuktani Rita popashamani cha Haranti smaratas chittam Govinda vihitani me Very good. Who else? Desha kalata yuktani Rita popasamani cha Haranti smaratas chittam Govinda vihitani me Back to the gents. Any gents more? What? Right. Desha kalarta yuktani. De 
Haranti smaratas chittam Govinda vihitani me Is there a Bhagavad Gita in there, English? Vihitani me desha space kala time artha importance yuktani impregnated impregnated with Hrit, the heart. Tapa, burning. Upashamani, extinguishing. Cha, and. Haranti, are attracting. Smarata, by remembering. Chittam, mind, Govinda, the Supreme Personality of Pleasure, Abhihitani, narrated by, may, unto me. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Um, we have all our translation systems set up. Yes, everybody's okay. Okay. <clears throat> this is Arjuna speaking. He says, Now I am attracted to those instructions imparted to me by the Personality of Godhead, Govinda, because they are impregnated with instructions for relieving the burning heart in all circumstances of time and space. Let's try that again together. Now I am attracted to those instructions imparted to me by the Personality of Godhead, Govinda, because they are impregnated with instructions for relieving the burning heart in all circumstances of time and space. Purport. This is a quite long purport, and I may not read all of it, but we may 
discuss, summarize some points. Herein, Arjuna refers to the instruction of the Bhagavad Gita, which was imparted to him by the Lord on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. The Lord left behind him the instructions of the Bhagavad Gita, not for the benefit of Arjuna alone, but also for all time and in all lands. The Bhagavad Gita being spoken by the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the essence of all Vedic wisdom. It is nicely presented by the Lord himself for all who have very little time to go through the vast Vedic literatures like the Upanishads, Puranas, and Vedanta Sutras. It is put within the study of the great historical epic, Mahabharata, which was especially prepared for the less intelligent class, namely the women, the laborers, and those who are worthless descendants of the brahmanas, kshatriyas, and higher sections of the vaishyas. The problem which arose in the heart of Arjuna on the battlefield of Kurukshetra was solved by the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita. Again, after the departure of the Lord from the vision of earthly people, when Arjuna was face to face with being vanquished in his acquired power and prominence, he wanted again to remember the great teachings of the Bhagavad Gita just to teach all concerned that the Bhagavad Gita can be consulted in all critical times, not only for solace from all kinds of mental agonies, but also for the way out of great entanglements which may embarrass one in some critical hour. <laughs> Very interesting how Srila Prabhupada presents and his wording is sometimes fascinating, often. Um, and it, he goes on uh, with a longer discussion, essentially summarizing Bhagavad Gita. And this, if you want to get a quick, quick start, what is the Bhagavad Gita, or you want for someone else, um, you can uh, refer to this. Uh, purport to this verse and purport. Today we are uh, celebrating the appearance, Jayanti, of Bhagavad Gita. So it's uh, a nice day to remember uh, the and appreciate. It's a good day to read Bhagavad Gita. Uh, and uh, there are some temples where they'll be reading the entire Bhagavad Gita today. 
uh, re reciting the Sanskrit. Uh, there are some people who have memorized the entire Bhagavad Gita, 700 verses. I'm not one of them. Uh, but it's, uh, it's a day to remind ourselves also that Bhagavad Gita is important for us uh, as, as aspiring servants of Krishna. Uh, it's a good idea to know what Krishna teaches us. Uh, and he, he summarizes very much what is to be known uh, of spiritual knowledge in Bhagavad Gita. But this may not be enough to convince us. After all, as Prabhupada mentions in the purport, we live busy lives. We may not have time. Well, here he's saying we may not have time to go through all the Vedic literature, the Upanishads, the Mahabharata, uh, the... Uh, uh, yeah, the Puranas, the, the Brahma Sutras, Vedanta Sutras. We may not have time for that. Um, but then again, maybe you do have time. Um, but um, what Prabhupada is saying is you may not have time for all of that, but certainly we would have time for Bhagavad Gita. But alas, we even find ourselves sometimes saying, no time for Bhagavad Gita. Or we might find ourselves saying, yes, yes, I know Bhagavad Gita. I have read Bhagavad Gita. I am knowing. We meet people, a lot of people in India who will say that, isn't it? Yes, yes, I know Bhagavad Gita. And they will shake the head this way. <laughs> yes, yes, I know Bhagavad Gita. Um, and then if you ask them, so what? what is the essential instruction in Bhagavad Gita? And almost always they will answer, answer with a verse from chapter 2. Karma nyevadikaraste ma paleshu kadachana ma karma palahetugur Mate sango astu akarmani. Now you may be a little surprised. What is this verse? Never heard it before, maybe. <laughs> uh, people in India know it. But you may want to say, no, 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 no. That's not the, the essence, the conclusion of Bhagavad Gita. The conclusion is, Sarva dharman paritya ja mame kam sharanam raja ahang tvang sarva pape bio. Mokshi shami ma shucha. What are they quoting? Karma nyevarikaraste. They're saying, uh, You have a right, Krishna says to Arjuna, you have a right to perform your duty. Uh, you have the adhikara to perform your duty. Okay, that sounds good. Ma paleshu kadachana, but you do not have um, a adhikara for the 
for the phala, for the fruits of your work. Uh, and ma karma phala hetubur, ma te sangha, uh, ma te sanghas tu akarmani. Um, you, this is the this is the situation regarding uh, your duty and the results of the duty. Don't therefore don't think you should not do your duty. Uh, you should always do your duty. So uh, people think the Bhagavad Gita is about doing your duty. Um, but then what does Krishna say at the end of Bhagavad Gita? Sarva Dharman Prityaja. Give up your duties. <laughs> having literally having given up your duties, surrender unto me. Um, so which one is it? Don't do your duty and don't get the result. Or is it give up your duty uh, and surrender to Krishna? Which one is it? Both. Ah, yes, both. Both and. This is, this is the both and philosophy of Bhagavad Gita. Uh, which for the strict logician may seem to be a contradiction which cannot be toler tolerated in, uh, in standard logic. But Krishna is, he has a different kind of logic in Bhagavad Gita, what some would call fuzzy logic, uh, but we would call Krishna's logic. Uh, Anyway, back to what I was starting to say is that some may not be so convinced to, uh, to study Bhagavad Gita, um, whether it's because of time or some other reason. So then it may be helpful to remember, this verse we're reading today is about mem remembering, haranti smaratas chittam, uh, it may be helpful to remember what Sanjaya tells us at the very end of the Bhagavad Gita. Yatra Yogeshvara Krishna Yatra Parto Danurdara Tatra Shri Vijayo Bhutir Dhruvam Nitir Matir Mama, um, the opinion, the mati of Sanjaya uh, is that wherever there is Arjuna, the master of all mystics, he's, he is the master of all mystics, or Yogeshvara. If you are a yoga practitioner or a yoga teacher, uh, you can tell your students there is a Yogeshvara, a master of yoga. And who is that Krishna? Yatra Parta, Danurdara. Parta, of course, refers to Arjuna. And Arjuna is known for his wielding a bow. Uh, 
which at the beginning of Bhagavad Gita, what does Arjuna do with his bow? He drops his bow. His bow has a name. What's the name? Gandiva. He drops his Gandiva bow. <gasps> the demigods <clears throat> were astonished. They held their breath. <gasps> Arjuna has dropped his bow. What will happen now? Uh, so Yatra, y Yatra is twice. Yatra Yogeshvara Krishna, Yatra Partha Danurdada. Wherever these two, Yogeshvara and Arjuna, are together, Tatra, there, what is there? There are four things. And today might be a good day for remembering what these four things are as a motivation to revisit, because I know you've all read Bhagavad Gita. Some of you have read more than once. Some of you have um, carefully studied Bhagavad Gita. Some of you even have degrees in Bhagavad Gita study. Some of you are teachers of Bhagavad Gita. Uh, so there are four things we might remember as what will be there if and when uh, Arjuna and Krishna are together, which means Bhagavad Gita. What are they? First of all, Sri. What means Sri? Huh? Wealth, yes, wealth, or more broadly, it can mean opulence. And if we think about opulence in relation to Krishna, we remember there are six types of opulence, isn't it? What are these six? There's wealth, there's strength, there's fame, there's knowledge, there's beauty, and there's renunciation. All of these are opulences. And here it says that opulences will be present uh, where we remember the instructions of Krishna to Arjuna. Uh, the second, Vijaya. Jaya, we have Ajaya here. We have Vijaya. What means Vijaya? Victory. Now, when we think of victory, we usually think also of defeat, isn't it? Nobody wants to be defeated. I'm going to now go out and uh, conquer the world, and I hope I will be defeated. No, everyone wants to conquer the world and be victorious. And we all venture out into our lives with the aim of being somehow victorious, victorious over perhaps other persons and perhaps for devotees, victorious over all the obstacles in the way that we perceive as being in the way of our spiritual lives. So where is victory to be had? Uh, Sanjaya tells us, Victory is to be had where Krishna and Arjuna are present. What else? There is bhuti. What is bhuti? 
the English word booty, B-O-O-T-Y, it's something else. Booty in English, that's something you, uh, it's what you have stolen uh, from the booty, from a, uh, from a treasure or whatever. But here, booty uh, means what? means power, and Prabhupada translates it as exceptional power. Everyone has power, no, that's nothing so special, everyone has some power, but exceptional power uh, is there uh, in the teachings of Krishna to Arjuna, and I think we should say in the spirit of Arjuna in receiving those, those teachings. Uh, we may be reminded of what is the reason that Krishna speaks to Arjuna, the Bhagavad Gita. That's explained by Krishna in the beginning of the fourth chapter as he, as Krishna is uh, telling something of his own um, multi-life autobiography. When he says, Saevayam mayatedya yoga prokta puratana bhakto si me sakacha iti sarahasya. What is it? Rahasyam yetad uttamam. I'm speaking to you something out of the ordinary. Rahasya. Something special. Something um, I don't just go out and say to everyone. I'm speaking it to you. And why? Because you are bhakta, you are a devotee. And something more, you are sakha, you are my friend. So it's a confidential relationship. At which hearing we may say, but wait. Here we have um, Arjuna, remembering, and of course this is after uh, Krishna has left the world, now he is remembering those instructions and he's saying that they are for everyone uh, in any circumstance, in any, also any country, Prabhupada, I find it interesting, uses the word country, not just land or place, the word desha can also mean place, um, but country, He's, this is for all countries, for the whole world, uh, and it's for any and all time. It's not just for when uh, there was a battle going on in ancient India. It's not just when um, people in this particular place uh, had a certain way of understanding life, um, which was conditioned by their culture, um, where they had uh, this, these outdated ideas uh, like Varna, you know, um, Varnashram, outdated, where they had Brahmins and Kshatriyas and all this. Uh, we don't have any of that anymore. So it's not for our time. No, it is also for our time. Otherwise, one might well ask, why is it that Bhagavad Gita 
is one of the most translated uh, books of any language uh, of any country anywhere in the world. It's one of, according to one source I read, uh, one of three most translated books into the English language. Srila Prabhupada in his introduction to Bhagavad Gita says there are some 600 translations into English of Bhagavad Gita and he's there, then he's saying, so why one more Bhagavad Gita? Um, more recently someone has counted more exactly uh, it's, I forget the number, but it's between 200 and 300 um, maybe 600, but where are those 600? In any case, two to 300, let's say 250 translations of one book. I mean, if you write a book, if I write a book, how many people are going to translate it into another language? Uh, what to speak of 250 times, <laughs> you know. Um, and it's being, it's, it's being translated as we speak. I mean, every year uh, new translations come out of Bhagavad Gita. Uh, so, so, desha, kala, artha, yuktani, it's appropriate for all places, all times, and all circumstances in our own lives. Prabhupada is emphasizing here at the end of this first paragraph, um, let's see where the sentence begins. It's a long sentence. Mm, oh, it's a long sentence. <laughs> uh, it's a long sentence. Oh, again, after the departure of the Lord from the vision of earthly people, when Arjuna was face to face with uh, being vanquished in his acquired power and prominence, he wanted again to remember the great teachings of the Bhagavad Gita just to teach all concerned that the Bhagavad Gita can be consulted in all critical times not only for solace, you know the word solace? No. Uh, what's the word solace in Croatia, Croatian? I don't know. <laughs> That's a, solace means uh, to be uh, made reassured, uh, to, to comfort someone is to solace the person. Yeah, like that. So it's an interesting word. Not only for solace from all kinds of mental agonies, so it's, it's um, something to make you feel better when you feel bad. That is solace. Solacing, huh? Utya. Utiha. Utiha. Utieha, Utieha, sounds good. Utieha, 
Yay! Hey. <laughs> okay. Uh, not only for solace from all kinds of mental agonies, but also for the way out of great entanglements which may embarrass one in some critical hour. You know this word embarrass? You've ever felt embarrassed? Yeah. Um, Prabhupada explains in one lecture that uh, we are all embarrassed <laughs> by being in these material bodies. These bodies are embarrassing. Uh, we have to do things with this body which are embarrassing. Uh, so, uh, so the point here was that this is for us in all of our circumstances, wherever we are. Our circumstances are bound to be um, in need of uh, solace from mental agonies. It is bound to be the case. Why? Because this is what our material bodies are designed for, uh, for trouble. Uh, and we may be embarrassed uh, in some critical hour. This is a slightly mm, old-fashioned way of speaking English, but a critical hour doesn't mean just, you know, 60 minutes of criticizing people. <laughs> a critical hour means a, t a time, a moment. It can be just a moment or it can be uh, a long, it's any period of time uh, in which mm, we may feel in great danger uh, or we may feel that it's it's a moment of a very important decision. Will my life go this way? Will it? Uh, should I go this way or should I go that way? This is an important decision. So a critical hour can be uh, a number of things. So all of this, um, Prabhupada is saying here, uh, points to our own individual circumstance, how we can benefit from Bhagavad Gita. There was one more of these four. We have Sri, we have Vijaya, we have Bhuti, and we have one more fruit, one more benefit from hearing, studying, remembering Bhagavad Gita, and that is Niti. Niti, that's interesting. Prabhupada translates the word niti as morality. And morality, sometimes we're thinking, well, morality is a very mundane kind of an idea. Uh, to be moral means to be good, but after all, doesn't Krishna say in the Bhagavad Gita we should go beyond uh, the dualities of good and bad, happiness and distress, so now he's talking about, um, about morality, about goodness, how to understand this. Well, we can understand it in mundane terms. In other words, um, how to 
negotiate our way through the world. Uh, again, so many decisions we have to make and we need to negotiate with others uh, in so many ways to uh, to 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 live uh, as we need to live. Uh, this gets complicated sometimes. Uh, the Panchatantra, this book of animal stories, is about friends and enemies and how you relate with them in such a way not to uh, be fooled by others. That is called Niti Shastra. Also, uh, the uh, the sayings of Chanakya Pandit, that is called Niti Shastra. So this kind of um, morality, we can say, is, is valuable and we learn it through uh, Bhagavad Gita. But if we're thinking what is the higher vision that Krishna teaches in Bhagavad Gita, then morality must also have a higher meaning. Uh, what is the morality? What is the, well, what is the Dharma? Uh, what, is, what is my Dharma? What is, what is my Svadharma? What is my very own personal Dharma? <laughs> uh, the word Sva means own, and I think it's helpful to remember that we each have a unique relation to Krishna to be discovered uh, by serving him. Uh, Krishna, uh, Krishna's words, as I was saying, are continued, are being translated in English language. I mentioned how many uh, times. The first English translation uh, happened in, I think it was 1785. 1785, 1885, 1985, British East India Company uh, was commissioned to write a translation of the Bhagavad Gita and it was a big hit. It was, um, it was in high demand. I don't know how many copies were sold but uh, it, 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 had, it made waves. It made waves. Uh, in Chinese language, including Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita, there are some 12 translations at present. Um, I don't know, in Polish, in Croatian, in other languages, uh, you may have uh, a few. But we have one particular translation and commentary which we especially celebrate called Bhagavad Gita as it is, or Bhagavad Gita Visiist, or Takayakoyest, or, or <laughs> what is it, uh, Kakvaye, Kakvaye, um, yes, Kakvayest, 
Takayakonyest in Polish. Yeah. As it is, someone was. So after Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita, as it is, came out, one scholar uh, dared to write and publish a Bhagavad Gita as it was. And he argued that the original Bhagavad Gita was actually only about 70 verses. And he identifies those verses. It's all, it's this kind of indological speculation to the nth degree. Um, we have Bhagavad Gita as it is, and I think we could safely say that Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita, as it is, is uh, by far the most widely distributed and the most widely read, as a result, uh, edition of Bhagavad Gita. Um, I don't know what the numbers are now, but it's hundreds, isn't it? Hundreds of millions of copies. At which, hearing the numbers of Bhagavad Gita's distributed, we may dare to ask ourselves, so where are all those people who have received Bhagavad Gita? Why we don't have, uh, why we don't see thousands, well, or millions and millions. Actually, the numbers of people who are taking up Krishna consciousness seriously is increasing. That has to be said. It may not be as quickly as one would like to see. We always want to see big results because we are result-oriented. But let us remember also what Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita about numbers of those who will pursue seriously Krishna consciousness. What does he say? Manushyanam sahasreshu kaschit Yatati Siddhaye. Out of thousands, there will be one who is seeking Siddha perfection, meaning spiritual perfection, becoming a perfect yogi, or whatever. Yatatam api Siddhanam. If you were to get all of those Siddhas together in one place, all those who have become siddha as a result of their uh, spiritual efforts. Kaschin mam veti tatvita. One, someone, kaschit means someone. <laughs> it answers the question, kaha, who? And the answer is someone, kaschit. Someone, uh, mam, Krishna says mam, veti. Uh, Tatvata, someone knows me, in fact. Um, and, and this brings us to one more point to make, and then we can open for discussion. Uh, how many times does Krishna use the word mom in Bhagavad Gita? Uh, and this is, you could say, the key word that makes Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita as it is. <laughs> Um, you will find in all all the translations, you will find the, that 
when Krishna says mom, me or to me, uh, that will be translated as to me, but the understanding that's given is generally, as Prabhupada would again and again quote, um, uh, not approvingly, uh, that uh, one translator was saying, this does not mean Krishna. It means the impersonal whatever <laughs> behind Krishna, <laughs> the impersonal something or other, the divine something or other behind Krishna. Um, and so Krishna, although he is front and center of Bhagavad Gita, they m move Krishna to the side. They put him out of the way because it's, it makes one very uncomfortable to have Krishna telling us manmana bhava mad bhakto madhyaji mam namaskaru. He has to say it so many times, mam, mam, mam. Krishna, he must be a very self-centered god, kind of a selfish what kind of a god is that? Um, Krishna has to say that. It's, it's his job. <laughs> Sorry to say. Someone has to say it. There is a supreme person, a supreme personality of Godhead, of whom we, every one of us, are all parts and parcels. And as such, we have this wonderful opportunity. Uh, and so, I want to uh, just remind you, this is uh, a, a very special opportunity with it, that we have. I keep going back to Bhagavad Gita, and I keep discovering uh, many nice things, which I find helpful. And... Uh, I therefore uh, try to avoid thinking. I also tend to think sometimes, I have read Bhagavad Gita. I have read Bhagavad Gita. I am knowing Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> sometimes I find my, I catch myself thinking like that. <laughs> uh, but that is an attitude of forgetfulness rather than an attitude of remembering. So Arjuna in today's Bhagavatam verse is, is he is joyfully remembering. Krishna has departed, but he is remembering what Krishna has taught him. And he is remembering also that he is Govinda. And this is so nice, uh, Prabhupada translates uh, the name Govinda. How did he, tr do you remember? How he translated in the word for word? Huh? Yes, the supreme personality of pleasure. That's so nice, huh? You, someone asks you, hmm, who is your God? My God is the supreme personality of pleasure. <laughs> Yuktani, Hrit Tapa, the the burning heart, Upashamani, it extinguishes. 
uh, haranti, actually the word haranti, Prabhupada translates as uh, attracting these instructions, the abhihitani, uh, the uh, narrations, are haranti, they are attracting, which is interesting because generally we think the word harana uh, means removing, taking away. Uh, he is taking away, uh, yes, Krishna is taking away. What is he taking away? He's taking away our doubts, our fears, our everything that is in the, in the way of our service to him. That he is removing, removing from the heart. If we just take the time to hear what Krishna is saying in the same spirit as Arjuna is hearing. Hare Krishna, Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavad Gita ki, Gora Premanande. Further discussion? Questions, comments. Is there going to be some uh, Bhagavad Gita recitation today? I don't know. I didn't see it on the on the schedule. Yes. Yes. Drugestrona on the other side. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, it seems like a contradiction, doesn't it? Well, Prabhupada's uh, general way he would explain is, this is uh, that a, a person, a family person, someone has children, will will treat uh, the neighborhood children equally, but um, in a critical, again using that word, in a critical situation, he or she will protect his or her children first. There's just, it's just, um, it's, it's natural. I think Prabhupada would use that expression. It is natural. <laughs> so so that, um, that, that is there. Um, there is equality and there is preference. Uh, and the question, of course, gets treatment in the seventh canto Bhagavatam. We, we might want to say that the entire seventh canto uh, is answering this question. But um, I found myself wondering, after reading, hearing the entire story of how um, the Lord appears as Nrsingadev to protect Prahlad, I found myself wondering, well, yes, but... How is it? The, the accusation is that Krishna, God, is not partial. And it seems almost like 
an affirmation that he is not partial. <laughs> because he is partial to his devotee. Then it, it, it occurred to me what is being said here, but it's not being said completely uh, explicitly. Um, do you want to hear my what I understand from this? He is... He is, Nrsingadev is protecting Prahlad who is equal to everyone. So it's the devotee, Prahlad, and this is emphasized throughout the description of Prahlad, how he has no friends, no enemies. Now, when I say no friends, no enemies, don't get me wrong. It's not that he's some kind of uh, loner who can't get along with anyone. No, he has a lot of friends. Um, you could say he has only friends and no enemies. <laughs> he, he's Ajata Shatru. He has, his enemy has never been born. Um, but it's his, his equalness uh, to all, uh, which which is uh, the root of his well-wishing of all. Svasyastu vishvasya kala prasidatam jayantu bhutani shivam mitodhya manas chabadram bhajatadadhokchaje aveshatam no matir apyahaituki. He says, svasti astu, let there be auspiciousness, uh, throughout the universe and let everyone including the envious get over it <laughs> get over it <laughs> uh, this is a very nice prayer uh, one of my favorites in the Bhagavatam uh, he's wishing well to everyone and because he is wishing well to everyone Nrsingadev is protecting him that is his, that is, that is the Lord's equality. Is that okay? Everyone's, yes, Rasodani. Loud. <coughs> <laughs> and um, Lord Bhagavad Gita giving lectures of Bhagavad Gita is this the, the devotee or one who has a uh, realization of Krishna directly what is that tattvata ah, good question what is that what does it mean to know Krishna I would say like this to know Krishna is an ongoing process uh, it's not that one day we can say, now I know. It's just like the people who say, I am knowing Bhagavad Gita. Uh, I am knowing Krishna. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
so, um, yeah, give yourself credit. You do know Krishna in so many, in, in, in uh, significant ways. How do you know Krishna? You know uh, the process of, of engaging in Krishna's service. You know, you know what Krishna looks like um, from the descriptions. We know his deity form. We know his instructions, uh, on and on. So, so knowing is there, and knowing Krishna, may, there is so much more to know. Uh, not more necessarily in terms of quantity, how much do you know about Krishna, but it's, what, is, what does it mean to know any person? You know, we, can, we meet someone, um, and maybe we meet them once or t twice or three times, and then later someone asks us, do you know so-and-so? And we say, yeah, I've met. Uh, or we may know someone uh, for a long period of time, and we can say, yes, I really know this person. I know uh, so much about them. I know um, a lot about how they see the world, uh, on and on. To, what does it mean to know a person? And then sometimes someone we think we know very well will do something or say something and we go, what? I can't imagine you saying that or doing that. So we're also, um, each one of us, um, full of surprises. And then, uh, on top of that, Krishna is discovering himself. Isn't it? He's expanding his, uh, his internal energy, his sarupa shakti is ever expanding. Even, his imp is, even the impersonal aspect of Krishna is expanding. Brahman means that which is, expands. It's one way of understanding. And so um, it's... And therefore, also in the Chatur Shloki, the final of the four verses of um, the Bhagavatam Chatur Shloki, um, we are invited to continue throughout our lives uh, to to seek the absolute truth. It's etavadeva jigyasam tatva jigyasunatmana anvayabhyatrekabhyam yatsyat sarvatra sarvada. Uh, everywhere and every when, all time. Keep keep looking. So uh, it's bhakti is a dynamic process. It's uncovering, unf unf ever unfolding the, the lotus of Krishna, Krishna consciousness is ever unfolding and expanding. So, but give yourself credit. <laughs> we, we, we can all give ourselves credit. We know, we can say, yes, we know Krishna. Prabhupada in the very early days in New York, uh, there are re recordings of his lectures in 1966. And uh, he's speaking to a very small audience, 
who have never seen a picture of Krishna and he's speaking about Krishna's beauty and he's kind of mm, feeling a certain urgency in his voice. He says, have you, have you seen a picture of Krishna? And seems they're all, you know, just sort of looking blankly at Srila Prabhupada and they, they haven't seen a picture of Krishna, you know. And, he's, and Prabhupada is, ah, we have to get some paintings of Krishna. So he was very, uh, very happy uh, when Jadurani uh, first came because she was an artist. Oh, you're an artist. Please paint uh, pictures of Krishna. And then Prabhupada would describe Krishna and so on. And uh, So there's different degrees of knowing Krishna. Uh, we also understand that in, in a pr very particular way we we come to know Krishna. And how is that? Through Guru and through Guru Parampara. Uh, and there's statements like that. I don't know Krishna, but I know my Guru. Uh, and that that is also knowing. That knowing we want also. But Guru is also learning, getting more and more understanding of Krishna, including through disciples. <laughs> yes. That can be interesting. Is that okay? Okay. Anything else? One more. Yes. Gauri Kishore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, good question. It depends always who you're talking with, uh, what sort of a mood they have. Uh, but uh, usually that's used as an excuse to not read any books, um, uh, holy books, right? Oh, they all claim like this. Um, but you you can turn this around and say, Yes, God is speaking through so many holy books. Why don't you read one of them? If you don't want to read Bhagavad Gita, okay, but um, at least take one of them. You can also say, uh, if you're really serious to uh, draw uh, benefit from, uh, from a book which is recognized by so many people over so many uh, centuries and millennia, 
um, why don't you uh, give it a try? <laughs> See if there's something there for you. Uh, you. You don't even have to insist, oh, this is spoken by God himself. You can say, all right, maybe it's spoken by God, maybe not. But after all, the fact that it's... Um, Unlike you know your average um, your average sort of new age self help book, uh, which will get printed a few copies once and then won't get reprinted. You know, five five years later, it's out of print. Um, in contrast to that, the Bhagavad Gita is still. It's in print, it's being published, it's being translated again and again and again and again and again. Uh, and as I mentioned, it's one of three books. The other two, which are most translated into English, the other two, you may wonder, one of them is uh, the Bible, and the other uh, is the Tao Te Ching. <laughs> what? <laughs> The Tao Te Ching. Tao Te Ching. It's the Chinese book of Taoism uh, from, uh, from what's his name? Uh, hmm. Huh? Not, huh? Lao Tzu. Yeah, it's from Lao Tzu. Um, yeah, that's a book which is also popular. Uh, now now everyone is going to go run out and read <laughs> Tao Te Ching. After I, gave a after I gave a whole lecture on Bhagavad Gita, now everyone's going to go read Tao Te Ching. Hare Krishna. <laughs> you can't win. Can no, go, go ahead. Huh? No, the Tao Te Ching is... Um, it's a small book of teachings on Taoism. Uh, I think the first statement, it's, it's many, many uh, kind of aphorisms. And the first aphorism is something like, someone who claims who knows the Tao does not know the Tao. Tao is literally the way. Okay, this is not a class on Taoism. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all right? Okay. So I wish you all a wonderful day today. Grantarat Shimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Grantarat Shimad Bhagavad Gita ki jai. Shila Prabhupada ki jai. Gaur Premanande. Hare Krishna.